And welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. Today's episode is brought to you by getting a little bit more professional because, uh, believe it or not, I'm not recording in my tiny little uh, sweat box that I made that I put on top of my bed as I record. I'm actually in a studio today, Third Wheel in Seattle. How about that? Do you like it? And it looks a little bit professional too, right? Also... I just wanted to talk about this. Do any of you also feel like you just took a nap in the middle of oncoming traffic? Because I do, all right? I don't know what it is about the end of the school year, but these kids are literally sucking all the energy out of my body like a hocus-pocus witch. Seriously, I have nothing left at the end of the day. I just go home and want to die. The hardest part about it, too, is that Morgan works from home still. So when I go home, he's just been home all day. He's like, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to go for a drive? Do you want to like go on a hike up Mount Kilimanjaro? I'm like, no. You know what I want to do? I want to lay in my bed and watch the rest of Entourage and then fall asleep maybe. I might make myself a little cocktail and take a bubble bath, but that's on me. Why? Because I've been chasing around a room full of five-year-olds all day, and I have nothing left to give to this world. So let me just prune up like a raisin in my own bed and call it a day. It's been wild. I feel like the closer you get to the end of the school year, the more, the, the more wild they get and the more that they don't care how tired you are, they're going to run you ragged. Speaking of the end of the school year, though... Tickets are out for the schools out for a summer tour. That's right. You know, we're going on tour all over the country this summer. You can get your tickets at MrDTimes3.com. Coming to Tacoma, Spokane, Columbus, Ohio, Liberty, Ohio, Dayton, Toledo, Syracuse, Albany, Hartford, Tampa, Orlando, Omaha, Des Moines, Kansas City, Denver, San Jose, Irvine, Tempe, Washington, D.C., Richmond, Virginia Beach, Pittsburgh, Raleigh, Charlotte, Portland, Grand Rapids, Royal Oak, Kalamazoo, adding more as we speak, actually. And also want to let you know, we had a little, you know, thing happen where the, we don't have to wear our masks, apparently, says Jojo. Bye bye. But, you know, that's a good thing, right? Because a lot of the clubs are starting to open up more of their capacity restrictions. So what's happening is a lot of these cities are starting to sell out already. Hartford, you love the D, you're already almost sold out. If not sold out by this, Irvine, gone. Uh, what else? Pittsburgh, I love you, Pittsburgh. Thank you for almost selling out these shows. If you want your tickets, don't wait because there are capacity restrictions in play, even though most of the clubs are open. So if you want to go, MrDTimes3.com. If I'm not coming to your city, be vocal in the comments because those are the cities that we're likely to add. Boston, I hear you. The Wilbur, I'm coming for you. There's more info coming on that as developments uh, happen, all right? But also, 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 if you're not able to come in person, I get it. You know, you might not be vaccinated yet. Maybe you can't. Maybe you're just not socially ready to be out there with other humans. That's fine, all right? 
I'm doing a Zoom comedy show for Patreon members on Mar- May, March? I'm losing my friggin' mind. May 19th. May 19th. Become a Patreon member. Get access to the Zoom comedy show. And all the bonus things that you get there. Bonus episodes of all the podcasts. All of this. All of that. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. That's like a cup of coffee. And you get a month's worth of content and access to the shows, and free VIP to the live show so you can, you know, come and meet your boy. I want to meet you. Anyway, back to my crazy life in the classroom. Have any of you ever almost died in the classroom? I have a couple times. One time I went to pull down the map, you know, those big rolling maps that we used to use before we had this beautiful thing called smart boards that are not so beautiful anymore, by the way. I pulled down the map. It fell on my head. I'm pretty sure I was concussed. Didn't do anything about it. The room went silent. My eyes went blurry. And then I snapped back into reality. Happened again literally today. All right? Your boy is a little bit healthy. I make myself a nice little chocolate banana overnight oats. Hey, that's right. With chia so I can have those good poops. You know what I'm talking about? So, I'm taking a bite of it during snack time. I eat snack when the kids eat snack. But I'm not going to lie to you. I had a little bit of Zumbumafu up on the screen. Why? Because if you put some animals up on the screen in front of a room of five-year-olds, they zombie out like someone took the batteries. Like, they are just so focused on the screen. They're not doing nothing. And during snack time, when you got your mask off, I'm not trying to have you run around, start a little fire all over my classroom, okay? So I eat my snack too. The first bite of my overnight oats, I choked. Now, at first I thought, oh, it's just stuck. I can cough it out. I went to cough. Nothing happened. I went to breathe and could not. And then I started to panic. I saw my life flash before my eyes. Could you imagine dying in a kindergarten classroom? What would happen? What would they do? Do I even want to know? I So as I'm going around behind them, because remember, my classroom is the old library. It's a makeshift kindergarten classroom. It's an L-shaped, so I can often go to places in the classroom where they can't see me. I went around the corner. I gave myself the friggin' Heimlich on a chair. I'm pushing the chair like into my non-existent abs right now because COVID-19. And I'm pushing and I'm pushing it. And all of a sudden, I coughed out this big wad <laughs> of unovernighted oats. Flew out of my mouth. None of them saw. My eyes are redder than the devil's dick. I'm crying. I'm like, I hope to God my principal doesn't walk in right now. She's going to think I just like cleared a bong in my car and came back to teach kindergarten. But what would they do? Like, what would they do if I was choking? What would I do if I was choking? Like, none of them are going to help me. I would give them the universal side of choking and they would be like, look at him. Damn, he's doing that cute little number with a snack. Isn't that special? Let's all do it too. I could see them doing that too. I could see them like putting their hands by their neck and being like, this game is fun. (gasps) You're turning red. I'm going to turn red too. Like I would just die. I would die right there. And when I did die, what would they do? Like I, I feel like they would just probably dissect me. Just dissect my body right then and there. I don't know. 
Has this happened to anyone? I, I take that question back because if this has happened to you, you've died and you, you aren't actually listening to this podcast right now. Things got worse very quickly. I do directed draws before writing, every time before I do writing, because you got to get their little hands ready to go, you know, like they need to, they can't, they can't hold, well, anything properly. So they're holding their hands and I do a directed draw to get them ready to write so it kind of gets the muscles all nice and crisply ready to go. And I'll typically teach them how to draw some kind of animal, okay? Well, today I decided that I was going to have them draw a beaver. I didn't think about this before I did it, but I always have them write the sentence, my, whatever the name of the animal is, and then they fill in the blank with whatever they want. Like, my unicorn is happy. My unicorn is friendly. As I'm drawing the beaver with the kids, I realize that this sentence would be, my beaver is. So as I'm drawing it, I'm like, I can't do my beaver is. I can't have a room of five-year-olds start talking about their beavers. This is just not going to happen. So I changed it to beavers are. So the kids are writing beavers are, and they had to fill in the blank. Of course, about a good 10 of them were like, why aren't we doing my beaver? I'm like, because you know what? I don't need notes going home to your parents that are talking about your beaver. Thank you very much. So we're going to just write about beavers in general. That was also a terrible mistake. Here are some actual things that the students wrote in my class. Beavers are dirty. Beavers are messy. Beavers are furry. And one student still decided to write my beaver. She wrote, my beaver is colorful. I hate myself. I hate myself for not being able to see this disaster that I walked into. It was terrible. Another one wrote my beaver as an archaeologist. That was a a very interesting headspace that I was in as I was imagining that. I don't even know. Ladies, listen up. I got the best gift for your man. Men, listen up. I got the best gift for you. I've been using it for years. And now support for the Social Studies Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower. 4.0. You heard that right. 4.0. And you can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And I am one of those men who trust Manscaped. Listen, you can get an exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code socialstudies at manscaped.com. But I'm not joking around, okay? The fourth generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Let me tell you what, since I switched over to Manscaped years ago, I have not cut myself since. That's something that happens. Also, on the Manscaped 4.0, there's a little light. So when you got that light propped up and you're trying to get in all those dark places, you got a little light to help you guide the way. Less risk while you're trimming your stuff. I gotta tell you what, ladies. You need to look at your man. You gotta give him a hard look in the face and you have to say, do you shave your everything with the same trimmer? Because they need one for their face and one for their everything else. If they don't, 
that's gross. You need two different trimmers. Manscaped 4.0 is the way to go. Trust me, you won't regret it. I absolutely love mine and I use it all the time. So don't forget, get 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code SOCIALSTUDIES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the promo code SOCIALSTUDIES. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. I'm convinced that they're trying to kill me with the antics that are happening in the classroom. Is this what happens when you teach kindergarten? Like, as the school year goes on, do they just do wilder and wilder shit? Like, is that just how this goes? I had a student who has bright red hair holding a big strand of long, straight black hair. I'm like, this is, this is a moment in time. So I asked her, where did you get that? And she said, Rachel gave it to me. Can we also talk about the name Rachel? Love Rachel. She's fantastic. But something about a little kid named Rachel doesn't match. Like Rachel's are not five anymore. Rachel's are like 32, 34. They're not, they're not five. So a five-year-old named Rachel always presents wiser than what they actually are. Well, she said, Rachel gave it to me. I said, she gave you what? She gave, she gave you this hair? Whose hair is it? She told me it was Rachel's hair. So I needed to have a conversation with Rachel where I had to mutter the words, do we give pieces of ourselves to other people as presents? No. No, we do not. I think I need to start compiling a list of things that I say while teaching kindergarten that I never think I'd have to say in my entire life. One of those being, don't give pieces of your body to other children. Also, I never thought that I would have to say, please do not pet my feet while I am reading a story. Why do they have these weird foot fetishes? I know your students do too. Every now and then I look down, someone's petting my friggin' feet. Why? Like, what about my shoes are you so into? I don't like it, please walk away. Oh, shoes, that's another thing. I am done with having to tie shoes. I'm not gonna do it. Their shows are wet. Their cesspool breeding disease. I wanna take a bacterial culture of their shoelaces just so we can see what kind of fungus is growing there, right? Take a little swab, if you will. Okay, so I decide that I am going to teach them how to tie their shoes. I ask them, tomorrow, bring in your shoes that have ties. I email the parents, let them wear shoes that have ties. A lot of them don't even own shoes that have ties, and that's because when I say ties, that's my malfunctioning way of saying shoes that have laces. There's nothing left upstairs, guys. Just, just roll with it. Shoes that have laces. They don't have shoes that have laces because their parents are smart and they don't want to deal with the hassle of what I'm currently dealing with. So I made cute little cardboard. I took cardboard, cut it into the shape of a shoe, poked holes in it with a hole punch, tied some yarn in there. It was super cute. I'm like, I'm going to teach these kids whole group style how to tie their shoes. Why? 
Why did none of you stop me? Not one of you thought that it was a good idea to tell me, Joe, don't do that. You're walking on coals right now. Literally every set, every single step, I'd be like, now hold each lace in each hand. I can't do it. I'm like, you know what? You didn't even try yet. Please grab them. The amount of tear-induced meltdowns that happened while I was teaching these kids how to tie their shoes is unbelievable. You would have thought that I handed these kids a Rubik's Cube and said, solve it, and started the clock. Like, it was that amount of stress for them. Like, at the end of teaching how to tie shoes to a room full of five- and six-year-olds, I just wanted to go home and take a bath with my toaster. Like, it was... It was unbelievable. However, like I've told you many times before, you either can teach kindergarten or you can't. I can. So this motivated me to get even more creative with the kids. So the next day, I told them that if you successfully learn how to tie your shoes, I made a shoe tires license for them. And you get your shoe tires license if you learn how to tie your shoes by the last day of school. And they were like, I want my license. I want to be able to get my shoe tires license because the privilege is if you have a shoe tires license, you can help other friends tie their shoes because the Lord Jesus knows I'm not touching those nasty shoelaces. But the caveat is if you don't learn how to tie your shoes by the last day of school, I'll give you a shoe tires permit. Eh? Eh? I'll give it to your mom. The license goes to your mom. And when you do successfully learn how to tie your shoes, you get your shoe tying license. Why don't we teach shoe tying in school? Why isn't that like in the curriculum? That's a life skill. You tie your shoes every day. You know what you don't do every day? Multiply fractions. But fourth grade teachers are over there teaching that. Well, I can't. The last time... I multiplied fractions in my everyday normal adult human life was approximately never. You don't. Like, who's doing that? And if you are multiplying fractions, don't sit here and lie to me and act like you're not on YouTube the night before YouTubing how to do it because that's how good teachers teach. We get on YouTube and we figure it out. I didn't have a damn clue how to teach phonics before this, but I got my ass on YouTube and I watched some crafty Mary Poppins women with some really cute YouTubes with some good graphics. And I'll tell you what, the better that thumbnail is, the more likely I am to watch your phonics teaching YouTube videos. Miss phonics woman. Oh God, kindergarten teachers. Do you know of this woman? And if she sees this, I am so sorry. First of all, in advance, I'm not trying to cause drama with you. Okay. Her name is I I think she pronounced it Annie's house or Annie's house. It's like A-W-I-N-N-E's house. She's got a very successful YouTube page. It's fantastic. Annie, if you're listening, you've saved my life multiple times in the classroom. I appreciate all that you do. However, you do the same voice for every single character of the book that you're reading. Oh, sorry, I should tell you. She does story read alouds on YouTube for your class. They're great. She reads the story. You can even you can even write her in and she'll give your class and your students a shout out. Isn't that sweet? Thank you, Ani. We appreciate all that you do. But you need to get 
more character voices. They're all the same. And I need to know why the bad seed sounds exactly like dragons from Dragons Like Tacos. One is a sunflower seed. The other is a dragon. Their vocal cords and esophagi, that's one esophagus, are molecularly different, Annie. That means that those two creatures, one who doesn't have a voice, okay? Get creative with that one. But I can't do it, okay? It, it's really starting to um, pierce my eardrums at an alarming rate. I love you. I'm a subscriber. I have subscribed even. You have my loyal loyalty. But I need you to level up, sister. I need you to level it up. Okay? I'm not trying to come for your gig. Like, I would do it too, but here's the thing. I don't have time. And you are saving me time with your read-alouds because... When one of my kids decides that they're going to shit themselves and I need to walk them down to the office, I put your videos on so that the rest of the class doesn't revolt children of the corn style and, you know, start to do some hickory dickory dot. We're not here for that. So thank you for all that you do. But as the people say these days, do better. Okay. We need you to do better. But I love you and thank you. And I do feel bad about this, but also here's the other thing I don't. So that's what you need to know. Um, okay, let me tell you about these three things. I got three things that I need in my classroom for next school year. Absolutely need them. I talked about this in the Patreon bonus episodes, which you get, by the way, if you become a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash Joe would love to have you. That's how we keep the podcast going. So also, it'll make you feel good in your wee little heart if you become a Patreon member. Patreon.com slash Joe I love you in advance. Anyway, I talked about this in a Patreon bonus episode. There's three things that I need in the classroom. And the Patreon members told me that I should. And they also gave me permission to talk about this on the, the main pod. Three of my wishes that I've always needed. Number one, I need a deli counter. You know a deli counter? When you go to the deli and you pull a number out of that red little ticketing machine, they wait until it's your turn and then they call you and then you can get your salami, mortadella, whatever it is, you can get it, right? Well, I need that. Why? One rule. One, <laughs> one rule. I'm losing my mind. One reason. Writing conferences. Could you imagine a deli counter no more line lined up at my kidney-shaped table, annoyingly waiting for me to finish this conference with another student who has no idea what they're doing. No, kids, take a number from my deli counter, and when it's your turn, I'll press my magic button, and the number will change on top of here in my cute little LED screen. And if it's your number, come on up, and we'll have your conference. We're out here changing lives with deli counters. If you are a deli counter company and you want to sponsor the podcast, by all means, by all means, all you got to do is sell me one. Because deli counters are expensive. They were definitely made for butchers. They were not made for a teacher budget. Regardless, I need one. The second thing that I need more than anything, I need a legit claw machine, not some bibbidi-bobbidi bullshit that you found on Etsy. I need a real claw machine. 
Why? Here's why. Easter eggs. The whole thing's full of Easter eggs, right? In each Easter egg is a sight word. Some of you might want to say dolch word. I don't care what you call it. They're all filled with words. Every morning, I spin my spinning wheel because you know I got a spinning wheel in my classroom and you know the class shuts the hell up when that sound starts going. Right. Spin the spinning wheel. If it lands on your name, you get to come play the claw machine. It lets down an egg. You open it. That's the new sight word of the day. We put it on the word wall and say it all day. Are you applauding this idea yet? Need a claw machine. If you have the claw machine hookup, let me know. If you are a Jeepers that went out of business and you're having a hard time getting rid of your claw machine, I'm going to come take it off your hands. Next thing. I'm talking directly to you, Delta Airlines. I'm extremely Delta loyal. So with that, you need to hook me up. I think I deserve it. Quick thing about flying, by the way, you guys, too. Every time you fly, when they give away those free headphones, at the end of the day, just call them over and be like, hey, Suzanne, Suzanne, I love you. Great name, by the way. Um, I see you gave away these headphones. And I want to let you know that flying here in this seat today, I'm a teacher. And I have students, their headphones. Oh, disgusting. Break all the time. They have the crusty ones, you know, the ones that they could only afford because of our very small, tight teacher budget. If you could spare, you know, one to all of them after this flight, my students would thank you greatly. Do you know what she's going to do? She's going to open your carry-on and dump all of them in there. Has not failed me yet. Ask for those headphones. Anyway, Delta, what do I want from you? I need a flight attendant's push cart that they use for the snack time that happens on a plane. We're now going to call that snack time, okay? Why do I need one of those? Because when it's actual snack time or it's state testing in my classroom, I want to walk up and down the rows with a flight attendant's cart, and I want to have all the things that I need in each of those things. Oh, you need a pencil? Drawer two. Here it goes. Oh, you need another snack to you know, energize your wee little brain. Here's uh, probably a little bag of goldfish and our biscotti cookies, depending if Delta gives me those two or not. Here you go. The last drawer. What? Oh, your headphones broke. <laughs> what do you know? Susan gave me these headphones. Thank you so much. Here you go. I want to be that person. I want to live my flight attendant fantasy in the classroom every day, pushing that cart, during snack time or test time, ready to go. Delta, make it happen. What happens to those things when they break anyway? You know they go somewhere. Who Like, do they just go to push cart heaven? Nobody except for me is going to use that. Except a lot of people who will probably turn it into like a dry bar in their basement or something. Also, if you're a flight attendant and you happen to like take a screwdriver to work and make a wheel a little bit loose... So now that push cart is faulty and therefore a risk to passengers. I think it's your moral obligation to give it to a teacher in need. That teacher being me. Just going to say. I'm honing in on Delta because I'm going to be honest. I like them the most. I need high quality 
pushcarts in my classroom. I'm not accepting that spirit. No, we don't need it from spirit. It probably has COVID-19, 20, 21, and 22. So don't bring it into my classroom. There's already enough disease floating around the kindergarten rooms. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Social Studies Podcast, especially to our Patreon fans. I want to give a nice, delicious, it's delicious because um, because I want it to be, a delicious shout out to our newest Patreon members. Always shouting out the new members. Thank you so much to Amy Olchevsky, Jamie Colburn, Deb Tarr, Deanna Graham, Mandy Davies, Emily Schaefer, Abby Olson, Sonia Gerdard. Hey, Sonia. Liz Ellender, Christine GM Pietro. GM Pietro? GM, I love you. Don't care how we say it. Just, I love you so much. Thank you for becoming a Patreon member. Angela Moore, Danny Lee, and Brittany Clavette. Ooh, that is a that is a very elegant name. I love you so much. Thank you guys for becoming Patreon members. It is you who is keeping the podcast going. And well, that's why we're in this beautiful space today. What do you know? Thank you so much, you guys. I love you so much. And to each and every one of you, don't forget this job is harder than hell. Make some time for you. Share a laugh with your loved ones. Share a laugh with yourself. Send all the kids down the street to the neighbors and take a bubble bath. Do what you got to do to stay energized. The end of the year is right around the corner. I cannot wait to meet you all at the school's Out for Summer Comedy Tour. And until then, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.